This is Issues 2022. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Sedgwick County Election Commissioner Angela Cadillo. Hey, welcome to Issues 2022. Well, thank you for having me. I'm curious. Am I pronouncing your your name correctly? Is Cadillo the way you like to say it? Cadillo is the way we say it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, when when did how and how did you get the the job as election commissioner? How'd that work? Um, I was appointed last year in July by the Secretary of State. I was, I was thinking that's an appointed position. What did you do before that then? Well, I've worked in county government for around 13 years. I worked um, for the county clerk's office for about a decade, and I also worked uh, for ComCare for almost two years. Okay. Was that here in Central County? Yes. Yeah. All right. ComCare. Well, there that was interesting, I'll bet. A lot going on with mental health these days. It's a great organization. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, tell us uh, uh, where you're from and, and where you went to school. Tell us a little background, if you don't mind. I am from Wichita, Kansas. I grew up here and went to Southeast High School. Um, I started college in uh, 1994 and finished a couple decades later. Um, I traveled a little bit with, uh, with my husband, who was in the military uh, at the time, and lived in Oklahoma and um, lived in Georgia and came back to Wichita and settled here and um, went through some family changes, but uh, been here in Wichita since, uh, back in Wichita since 2004. Um, other than that, I spent three very hot months in the desert of California in 1995 and decided not to do that again, but uh, Kansas has always been my home. You know, and it's interesting. I'm not going to go into the details because it sounds personal, but it's, what do you say it took? How many years did it take you to get your degree? Yikes. Um, I mean, you said started in 1994, and I believe I graduated in 2015 okay. from college. So it wasn't just straight four years, and that was it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was interrupted several, several, several times. Well, I bet by the time you finally got that degree, you were pretty, pretty doggone uh, happy to have it. <laughs> it, it, took a, it took a lot of work and a lot of dedication. Um, and a lot of patients from family and actually a lot of patients from advisors at the school because they, they kept seeing me so often so many years in a row. There you go. Hey, Sedgwick County has a primary election and a constitutional amendment on the ballot uh, August 2nd. Will that uh, abortion amendment drive voter turnout higher than usual for this election? That's what we're, we're, we're hearing anyway. So in a primary election, uh, which is, what typically takes place in um, in the summer months in state election years, uh, typically only registered Republicans and registered uh, Democrats are eligible to vote. But Sedgwick County has, um, I believe, over 100,000 Libertarian and unaffiliated voters. And so those voters are eligible to vote in this election. The Republican Party and the Democratic Party are both holding their primaries, and on those ballots, the constitutional amendment will appear. But every registered voter in Sedgwick County is eligible to vote um, on the constitutional amendment, so there's also a nonpartisan ballot that libertarian and unaffiliated voters can vote on. And just simply by doing the math, uh, there will be more people showing up because more people are eligible to vote. That's very interesting. I did not realize that there were that many people who are calling themselves libertarians. Uh, so they have a, a special ballot, huh? Well, it's, that number I gave you is a combination of libertarian and unaffiliated. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 
So I would, I would call them independent. <laughs> uh, so libertarians actually nominate uh, the, the primary process for the Democratic and Republican parties is to nominate their candidates that will appear on the general election ballot in November. Yeah. Uh, the Libertarian Party has a different nomination process, and I believe they do that through um, a party convention. Gotcha. The old-fashioned way, which uh, I've been talking to political scientists over the over the years. Some of them have said that's the way we should do it again, <laughs> but that's a different deal. Uh, what kind of uh, then? What kind of voter turnout do you expect uh, percentage-wise for this this election? Well, that's a good question. Um, generally, in a statewide midterm primary, we see between thirty to thirty-five percent. Now, so that's thirty to thirty-five percent of those eligible. And again, generally, we're talking about only those two major parties. Um, pardon me. We were wondering if we might hit uh, 50% of all eligible voters. Um, and so that would be a great number to have. We would, we would love to see that, and we'd love to even see more. Uh, but just by the sheer nature of more people being eligible, even if we hit 30 to 35%, that still results in a whole lot more people voting than normally would in this kind of election. Wow. Uh, and and it's total... Total number of registered voters in Sedgwick County? How many are total? Over, I think, right over 329,000. The numbers change daily. Um, registration has stopped. So we're not adding more, but at this point, um, the numbers might change a little bit because um, there are removals due to um, deaths. Some people request to be removed. They move out of state and get removed from uh, from the registration numbers that way, or um, if they're removed for a felony conviction. So, so those numbers are always uh, going to fluctuate a little bit. But you know, but over three hundred twenty nine thousand. You know, that seems to be that's that's a lot. That seems to be a pretty high number. I mean, I I would say in Sedgwick County, there I would have thought maybe five hundred thousand people total. That's that's counting. Uh, Miners, boys and girls, and cats and dogs, even. So it seems to me that I haven't taken a look at the at the um, at the recent census numbers, but um, but again, I think it's um, the voter registration demonstrates that uh, people are interested in elections. They're interested in becoming engaged, uh, having their voices heard, and so we always think participation is a good thing. And. Uh... How many, how many people actually vote by mail in Sedgwick County? So that's going to depend on the election. Um, we have sent out over 24,000 advanced by mail ballots. Um, now, not every single one of those will be returned. Some people may decline to vote or maybe even forget to send it back. Um, but those who have received a ballot, they can send those back to our office. We actually have to have them, uh, they have to be in the mail postmarked no later than 7 p.m. on election night. So that's on the 2nd of August. And then they have to be received in our office by Friday the 5th. Um, and then for any of those uh, who want to drop them off, they can drop them off at a drop box. They can drop them off um, at our election office. Or on election day, they can drop them off. There's a box inside every polling place that a person could walk in and put their advanced by mail ballot in there. So any of those drops, they have to be done by 7 p.m. on election night or in the mail by 7 p.m. on election night. Very good. Uh, um, and then Go they have a special envelope and they have to be returned in that envelope 
in order to uh, to go through that process and be counted. Absolutely, and I mean, it occurs. I, I just uh, remember this is this is your first election, and uh, I'm asking you a bunch of numbers questions. I, I hope it's not too annoying, but I like to try to get numbers on, on things like this, and such as. Uh, do you have any idea how many people will actually vote in advance of Election Day, or do you, is that something you have to look at after you count, count the votes? Well, we can look at past years and kind of determine. Um, but it's, it's interesting. When I looked at 2020, it looked like in 2020 general election, about, um, about 60% total, I think, voted early or by advance mail, and then about 40% on Election Day. Wow. That's, that's interesting. It, it looks like it, it, uh, the county does almost anything, well, a lot of things to try to make it just as convenient for people to cast their ballots as possible and not having everybody come on the on, on Election Day. Well, a lot of people... Um, like to come and vote early. We have early voting in our office always before the election, and that is um, that ends the Monday before Election Day. So it's, it runs weekdays from 8 to 5, and then it ends at noon on Monday before Election Day. And then we typically open up satellite early voting centers as well for these major elections. And those typically run um, three days or five days, depending on the election. This time they're running Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And um, so it's Thursday the 29th, yeah. uh, Friday the 30th, and then Saturday the 31st. Did I get that right? Yeah, I think so. I think I got some things wrong. So. Well, I understand where you're going. Uh, yeah, i got to tell you, my personal story is uh, I work on the east side of town. I live in Riverside. Uh, it's very convenient for me to just drop by there at the old county courthouse. And I'll tell you, the past few elections, I've been very efficient. Uh I've never had to wait very long, and uh, it, it's an efficient way for me to do it. And I, I appreciate the convenience of doing that at uh, your election offices there. Uh, well, we love to have people come through, and um, we've seen over 4,000 voters here in our office since we started early in person for this election. And I did get those dates wrong. Let me go ahead and give those to okay, you. Okay, okay. It's a... July 28th and 29th, our satellite early voting centers are open 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And on July 30th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Now, so that's not at the courthouse. That's our satellite centers. And on our website, we have a list of all of those. But, yes, um, we've seen over um, over 4,000 people through our office already. Okay. You're listening to Issues 2022 on the Odyssey radio stations. And our guest is Sedgwick County Election Commissioner Angela Cadillo. Uh, what, uh, Angela, what does the voter need to bring to the polling place now? That's a great question. Um, voters need to bring valid government-issued photo ID. And if they don't know where their polling place is, they can hop over to our website. And on the front page, we have a link that says, locate your election day polling place. That's at sedgwickcounty.org slash elections. Um, we also have a link that you can view your sample ballot. So you can take a look and know what's going to be on your ballot before you go and vote. Um, <clears throat> the busiest times are when we first open around six in the morning um, and then around the noon hour, as well as after five and getting close to closing time. So those are the busiest times. If you want to avoid 
uh, the busy times, or you could obviously vote early in person at one of our satellite voting centers. Typically, how long does it take to, to vote uh, in this election? I but, suppose that's going to depend on traffic, yeah, I, on how I, many people are at the polling place. Yeah, and but, different polling places have different amount of... Um, <laughs> Oh, are you talking about the, the ballot? No, I'm, think, I'm oh. thinking you probably have never put a stopwatch on it and say, well, here comes Miss So-and-so, bang, and it's timed it. But to me, the, the times I've been down at downtown, it hasn't taken, gosh, more than about five minutes to get the whole thing done. That's excellent. Yeah, check-in process, we'd like to be smooth. Um, really, the time that you'll spend selecting your uh, candidates on your contest, if you have many candidates on your ballot. It's going to depend on how long your ballot is, if, uh, how long it takes, I would suppose. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, hopefully people can get in, can uh, get their selections made, uh, get their ballots submitted, and get on their way. You know, voter fraud has become a political issue in recent years. Is that a big problem in Sedgwick County, do you think? Well, we always want to be on the lookout for anything that, um, that doesn't look quite right. Um, if anybody sees anything that they don't think seems right, we would encourage them to either call our office or um, if they believe they see something illegal happening, to report it to the police. Um, we have a lot of security measures in place, and so we're very happy with, uh, with the things that we have in place to, um, to try and keep our elections as secure as possible. But definitely, if anybody were to see anything, we would want them to report it. And then what potential punishment awaits somebody who might be convicted of voter fraud? I haven't, I tell you, frankly, over the past few years, I haven't heard of anybody actually being convicted of it, but I would imagine there's some sort of penalty for doing that. You know, there's some, um, there's some statutes that deal with election crimes, and I think some are misdemeanors and some are felonies. So I, it depends on the severity. Is there a problem? Do you ever have a problem with simple mistakes, people just making mistakes on how they do things? Well, um, there have been times where people have, um, and it, it rarely happens, but where people will come to vote because uh, they forgot that they already voted an advanced ballot. <laughs> they would get one by mail and, you know, get one right when advanced voting starts. And by the time the election comes around, they forgot they voted. Um, they show up at the polling place and we would indicate it, it appears that we've already received a ballot from you. Um, and if they insist they still want to vote, well, then there's a provisional process for that. The voter would be shown to uh, the provisional table. They'd be given a provisional ballot. It goes in a special envelope, and that would be marked as such. And when the Board of County Canvassers meet to determine which provisionals are counted, that would be in a group um, of ballots, and not a big group, but if, if, uh, if it appeared that someone had already voted, it would be in that group of ballots, and we would indicate that. They, and they would make the decision accordingly. Uh, but we would always research that and make sure that we understood all of the circumstances surrounding that. Usually it's just something like an error, an accident. Yeah, I, I, an innocent mistake. You know, my, I was just thinking about uh, my son who is uh, serving overseas uh, for, for a number of years, and he would uh, there would be a, an election that he would uh, do an, uh, an absentee or overseas bound, however that works. I, I would imagine there's not going to be a lot of that going on in this election, but uh, do we get uh, overseas ballots, things like that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there is a process for that. Um, it's a special process, and we do um, we do have to follow that. And uh, <clears throat> for either uh, citizens 
residing outside the U.S. or are military members, there is a special process for that. And um, we do get a decent amount of that. Hmm. All right. And you talked about this just a moment ago a little bit, but could you explain uh, uh, for our listeners the process to to confirm the election results? You get the ballots in, and then how do you how do you confirm that everything's okay? So, do you mean at the polls? No, I mean after the canvassing. I think I'm talking about the canvassing process. Oh, okay. So, um, so for a provisional, if someone has voted provisionally, we'll give them information that um, indicates the reason for the provisional and whether or not they have an opportunity to cure it. And uh, when the county canvas uh, takes place, they can come and watch the canvas, listen, and then they can always call us afterwards and find out if their ballot was counted or not. Who canvasses? Is it the county commission? Who, who does that? Who's responsible for that? The board of county canvassers is the board of county commissioners or um, whomever they may appoint or delegate if they are not able to attend or if they don't attend. Sometimes they will appoint someone as a proxy if they're on the ballot. Some, uh, sometimes they choose to do that. Yeah. It, it, is, it, is it something, I'm sorry, I've never seen this, but is it something where they, they all sit and look at each ballot or is it, do you, how do you count them then? Categories of provisionals. Um, okay. Maybe there's some that people didn't show fo- uh, show their ID. There may be out of that group. There may be some people who didn't come in and show it afterwards, and some people who did come in and show it. And so then we would recommend one category to go one way and another category to go another way. And so they'll they'll look they'll hear all of those and make votes on those. And then they do sometimes get to look at specific ballots if we cannot determine voter intent. So if there's a ballot that someone marked and they marked one thing and scratched it out and marked another thing and scratched it out and made two arrows or something like that, and we can't determine what the voter's intent was, then that will go to the Board of County Canvassers. And there are some guides that they use um, that are provided that gives them an idea of what voter intent marks might look like. But ultimately, they would decide that. Same thing for signature issues. If we can't verify a signature, and we can't get it cleared up, we would present those to the Board of County Canvassers um, along with previous signature samples, and they would look over those and review those and make the final decision regarding those items as well. What is uh, the role of volunteers? I know you've got volunteers working for you. What do they actually do? They just kind of run the polling place? Oh, election workers, they make the whole thing go. We couldn't do anything without election workers. Um, Election workers, they will show, they will check people in, they will help with line control, they will show people to the voting areas if they have a problem, they'll assist them in getting that problem corrected, um, show them where to put put their ballot once it's been cast or once it's been completed so that it can be counted. Um, they get all the supplies there. They set up everything. They tear it down. They bring back supplies. Uh, they bring the results to our office. They they run the show on election day. How many how many do you have? You have you got a number of how many people are actually election workers for you? Um, for elections like this, we try to staff. A pro- I would just give an estimate around um, five hundred to five hundred and fifty for mm-hmm. a general election. Um, between seven and eight hundred, depending 
uh, on how busy the election is going to be. Typically, presidential years are busier than midterm years. Sounds like it might be kind of fun, unless there's a long line and people are annoyed with you. It sounds like it'd be kind of fun. Am I hearing you say you'd like to sign up? Because <laughs> I can send you the link. <laughs> no, you better let me out of it. Hey, now, there are there sources for a transportation to the polls? I'm thinking about people who are shut in and, and immobile and so forth. Are there ways for them to get to the polls? The election office does not provide okay. ways to the polls. Um, typically, I think people would utilize public transportation. I've heard anecdotally that sometimes um, different uh, groups will give rides. So those those resources might be out there. Okay. Did you, there have been problems with computers in the past, and uh, as you know, and uh, what what how are you confident? Are you confident that uh, all the computers are going to be working well this time around? Yes. So we have a extensive logic and accuracy process, and what that basically means is that we test, test, test our equipment. We test it to make sure it's working. We test it to make sure it counts correctly. We compare it to a um, to a preset set of results, so we make sure that it comes out the way we think it should, based on uh, based on our ahead of time counts. And actually, we have a public test of equipment here in our office that occurs at ten this Friday. So um, ten on the twenty ninth, ten uh. in the morning. And where people can come in and look and see the equipment we're going to be using. But not only does it occur before the election, but then we have, we repeat that test again after the election so that uh, we can show that nothing has changed. And that portion takes place on August 15th at 10 a.m. So July 29th at 10 here at the office and August 15th at 10 at the office. All right. Well, this is my fault, but I should add right here that the, this uh, this program is going to play on Saturday and Sunday, so uh, the, part of your what you're saying is dated, but the other uh, the information is good. Hey, listen, uh, uh, what do you what do you like about this job? You've only been in just a little while, but uh, what's good about uh, being the election commissioner in Sedgwick County? You know, it's a super busy job, and it definitely keeps me busy. Um, the people that we work with are fantastic. The people that we serve are great. You know, I don't think there's any better people on earth than Kansans. Um, but the neat thing about elections is that once you walk in and once you make that decision on a ballot, your voice is heard. It's heard forever. Mm-hmm. Some people might go and speak in front of um, a group of their elected officials. Some people might hold signs, but some people don't necessarily want to have their voice heard that way. But once you walk in and cast a vote, that's your voice. It's going to show up on our results. Um, it's and it's there forever. So I think that's pretty neat that that people get their voice heard and and I get to be a little part of that. Heard a lot about COVID recently. Are people supposed to wear masks or is that optional? No one will be turned away for wearing or not wearing a mask. Um, okay. People can choose to wear a mask if they would like to. We will have some available. All right. Well, listen uh, again. I uh, appreciate your time this morning, Angela, and uh, best of luck to you. Uh, I think probably. Come off to be a very smooth election, and uh, everybody will be, I'm sure, really pleased with the results. But uh, thank you for spending time with us this morning. That's important work you're doing. Uh, Sedgwick County Election Commissioner Angela Cadillo, our guest this week. And that's all for this edition of Issues 22. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.